it would have to drip out and then like up and in. And I think is this motivated reasoning or is this something no, that you do? No, no, this is not. Well, first off, I mean, isn't it a thing that people uh, have anal sex? Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. What's up, Mike? Not much, Keith. How's it going? Uh, I'm wonderful. So one final bit of housekeeping here. We're always looking for feedback on the show and for questions and comments about your own love lives. So if you have anything for us, ymmvpod at gmail.com is the place and we pay $15 for anything we receive there. Let us know how you'd like to be paid in your email. All right. Not anything we receive. I mean... It has to be valid feedback. It can't just be like a picture of your balls or something. Uh, I mean, we have received. It could that. be. Did we pay that guy? I don't think yeah. we did. No, 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 no money for that. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you did that. You know, on your own accord. <laughs> so, all right, let's get started with our standard opening porn viewing segment. Uh, what do you have for us, Mike? Well, we've got a video. Uh, the The link is in the comments uh, on the show notes, and uh, people can sync up. We're going to start at five minutes into the URL there, five minutes into the Pornhub video. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, this is a little bit related to what we talked about in our last show, something that might hit home for Keith. Yeah, uh, and it's about, you know, maybe 30 seconds long and, and uh, uh, I can narrate what's going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, I pretty, can see pretty the unusual behavior. Here. The screen, yeah. I can see, yeah, what's happening at the five minute mark. Okay, so this is titled Come in Pants Hand Job. She made him come with her magic wand vibrator. Uh, that's not right. I mean, she's mostly using her hand. I don't think most men can get off just from a vibrator. Oh, this is, the, uh, this is the college couple. Is this the no, college couple? No, it's not the college couple. Oh, that's it's not. It's not. See, Keith, of course, Keith, of course, is talking about this. Uh, it's the guy. Oh God, this is so sad that I know this. It's the guy with, and, and, and the thing about it is that like of our male listeners, something like 10 plus percent minimum will know what I'm talking about. There's this set of videos with a poster in the background that says the league, the league. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Keith? Yes. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's quite well done. And, and, uh, there's one particular scene that's great where, uh, God, I can reminisce about it where the, um, <laughs> She, she acts like she doesn't want him to to nut in her, but then she's like, on no, wait, she doesn't want him to show her butthole on camera. And she uses the word butthole. Do you remember this, Keith? Uh, no, I've no, more I precise memories here. I have here. to go back and <laughs> review the, uh, yeah. the oeuvre. <laughs> but this is the key. This is the key moment uh, for people who haven't seen this. If you search the league and sort of for porn, maybe can find the search for Reddit, you'll find it. The key thing that happens is she... I don't know if it's real or it's acting. It doesn't matter. Uh, she does a great job of seeming to complain about what he's going to do because he's going. To, they're they're in the doggy style position, and he's going to video her cream pie afterward. She claims to be annoyed by that perspective that he's going to show of her butt, but then she acquiesces and is just 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 do what you need to do. And that <laughs> moment is very very satisfying. I think most men are like, ah, yes, this, it's like that moment of <laughs> surrender that you're looking for from a woman. You're like, yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's an iconic so anyway. video. Yeah, anyway, that is not this video. Uh, I am ready. <laughs> yeah, okay. we, should, we should watch that at some point. Okay. Yeah, we should. Yeah. All right, so we're at the, uh, okay, so we're at the five-minute timestamp. I'm going to start in three, two, one, starting. All right, so it's a guy with his underwear on, sort of turquoise colored, and a girl is jerking him off through the underwear, and she's also got a vibrator that's like one of those kind of 
uh, pointy shaped. I guess it's a, it's not a dildo though. It's like it's like a knee massager or something. And now it looks like she's vibrating his balls. And oh, there's some semen coming through the underwear, which maybe Keith likes that. She's now using it with the vibrator, to sort of spread it around the head. But she's hmm. doing the smart thing and no longer using the vibrator on him and just sort of massaging his cock. And yeah. he's kind of wiggling in in the sense that maybe it's getting uncomfortable. I think we can stop here. Okay. I need to just go back and see one thing here. Okay. All right. So she is using her hand the whole time in addition to the vibrator. Yes. I mean, the notable thing here, of course, is the sort of silky looking underwear that resembles the way that you say that yes. you like to yes. so handle yourself in the morning. For those who missed our last episode, I often jerk off with some sort of sheath over my penis because I have a very tight circumcision. And so to stroke myself, it's more comfortable to use some material in between my hand skin and my but you don't my usually skin. Two questions though. You don't usually they're not you're not you're usually using it loose leaf, so to speak. Not we're not wearing the underwear. Right. And secondly, I assume you've you've never included a woman in this activity. No. Why would and I And the vibrator, I guess, is the third topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's two things here. I don't know. Unusual. So he's being jerked off with his underwear on. And uh she's using this vibrator, I would say sort of haphazardly and randomly. Uh, nothing that she's doing here seems like it would really uh, particularly the part with after he's come, she's using it on the top of the yeah. part of his penis. What is sorry, what is the part of the the head of your penis, like the lip of the head? What is that called? Frenulum. Yeah. Well wait, but isn't that underneath? What's what's like the top called? You mean the glands? The the head? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, the little so helmet. There's, all right. So for circumcised people, there's like a mushroom at the top. What is like the the edge yeah. of the mushroom called? That's the frenulum, I think. Okay. All right. Well, uh, maybe somebody can write in and, okay. and clarify this. You're talking us, about but, the part that like it, that's designed to be like a plunger to pull the other guy's semen out. Yeah. 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 I think that's what that's called. Okay. Well, in any case, she's using the vibrator on the top of his frenulum, which doesn't seem that great uh and then she's also using it i don't think anything with the vibrator would be great (sighs) i don't so i have been in partnered sex where a vibrator is involved it doesn't do much for me i like that she likes it right so you know if if i can apply pressure to her by you know like let's say there's a let's say that she has the vibrator on her clit and it's sort of in between my pubic bone and her pubic bone uh i like i mean i can feel the vibration obviously because it's making contact with me it, it's not doing much to stimulate me though but i like that it's doing you know the work to stimulate her you haven't tried it on your taint though probably Mm-mm. yeah yeah i can imagine I I just thought I'd say that. <laughs> Various <laughs> amounts of pressure on my taint can be okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the place where, look, the place where people say the vibrator works on a guy is up the butt. So there you yes. have it. Yes. Um, okay. So, so you have not, I, by the way, I just wanted to say this, that I, f- I do not like the part of this video where the semen comes through the <laughs> underwear. Just yeah, making yeah, a- for the record, I, I, that, it's making a big mess. 
Yeah, that's it. Oh, it's not that it's just, it's not the, I don't know. There's something about that that I don't enjoy. It, it removes, I'll tell you what it is. It removes, there's something satisfying for me in seeing the semen like kind of shoot out. out or shoot out. Yes. And when it just kind of pools out like that, I don't, I don't, it's, it kind of grosses me out. It like feels used or old at that point. Not So I have to confess fresh. something here. I have to confess something here. Uh, uh, no. Whoa, actually. Well, okay. Confession first. So the reason why this kind of makes me feel weird is because, I mean, I can relate to this. I almost, I don't masturbate like this anymore. I think when I was younger, I used to masturbate like this with my like underwear still on. Oh, okay. So this is a, this is a thing that you have from, I've never done this in my life. I've never single time done this. This is like sort of awkward amateur, uh, beginner technique, I would say. And so like looking at it, I, I can remember, like the semen sort of leaking through my underwear and it's kind of gross and you know, it gets everywhere. I don't like that. What's the, what's the pro version of this technique? So, so yeah, so just the oh, people the that don't have the video in front yeah, of them, go ahead. the, the, the issue with the video or the, I, I think the issue that Keith is highlighting here is that essentially the man is making, or the woman rather is making with the guy's underwear, kind of a condom, a silk condom, as it were, that mm-hmm. covers the entire cylinder as well as the top, the head of the penis. And so then when he comes, it just sort of, leaks through the end. And I think Keith is going to tell us what the professional way to jerk off in your own underwear or have someone jerk you off in your underwear would be. Yeah. He shouldn't be wearing the underwear itself. He should just be oh, okay. using the leg of the underwear or, or whatever. It's not that it's underwear. It's the material that you want. Uh, and if you do it that way, then like the problem with this is <laughs> the semen doesn't achieve sufficient escape velocity to get away from you. So it just like sort of gets all in the underwear and then it like leaks back down and gets all over your shaft and into your pubic hair. It's gross. Yeah. I mean, in, in regards to the material, it's not lost on me and shouldn't be on longtime listeners that underwear <laughs> and sleeping bags are made of the same material. <laughs> so there's a commonality here. I'm imagining like Keith also uses parachute pants. What would I do? People used to, what would I do with that technical fabric? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> Thank God I was bored, you know. Put fleeces. Yeah. Uh, did you notice the thumbnails of the other videos by this couple here? I don't know if you're seeing the same as me, but it looks like this is a, a there's at least four here that I see where a guy's getting jerked off with his underwear on. He's always wearing it. Yeah, I yeah. see that. He likes this teal color. There's one. Oh, this one really bothers me. It's it's just the thumbnail is her. It's like she's got a, um, like some sort of a, I don't know. It's like it's like some sort of a dessert she's got. It's like it's like you just see the colored underwear and it's in her mouth. So I, you sort of remove all the penisness I of it. I see that too. Yeah, twenty five point nine thousand videos views. Yeah, that sort of bums me out because it's like it's like, why does that bum me out? It, it has like the thing about like I mean you don't want to like get some fabric between your teeth and rub your teeth back and forth. Like that always gives me like the shivers to think about that because it like, I don't know, it's sort of uncomfortable feeling. I don't Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No, I do know what you've never about. taken fabric and okay. So it makes me think of that. And then it also sort of like, I don't know. It's, it's in the same way that like, it's a little weird when there's a video of a woman with a strap on and the other woman is sucking the strap on. You're just like, well, what's going on here? Like, what's yeah, the like, point? Who's getting pleasure from this? This maybe be, maybe it bothers me that I he, it emasculates him a little. That might be what it is too. Anyway, that's true. I, this is weird. I mean, there's so many videos of this technique, like people getting a hand job through their underwear. This is this a fetish? 
Yeah, probably. So, so, so what, when you said, when I asked you if you'd had partnered a partner do this, you said, if, why would I do that? Or of course not. And I mean, like, I don't understand, like, why not? Like, I mean, don't okay. you want them to know what works for you? Yeah. Uh, I think that saliva is plenty of lube. Like, it's not that I can't jerk <laughs> off with just my hand. It's that when it's dry, it's not as comfortable as if I have some sort of material sheath. Now, saliva or some other kind of lubricant, like maybe I've been inside her already. So, you know, my penis is covered in various lubrication. Uh, yeah, that that's better than, than, you know, with underwear or whatnot. I, I think, I guess if like there was no other lubrication available. I would prefer the underwear technique, but like she probably wouldn't be able to apply pressure in the right way. Like it would just be told like giving hand jobs is already sort of weird for women. Like they don't really know what they're doing. Um, huh. And if you add like another complicating element to it, you know, it's like a Simone Biles vault, right? Like the technical merit is awfully high. Like, you know, if they nail it, it's great, but it's hard to do properly. Maybe I'll title this episode "How to Give Keith a Handjob," with the hopes that maybe some future uh, <laughs> bow of yours or bell of yours will uh, bell will take it to heart and say, "Ah!" And she'll say, "I have an idea. We can instead of using your under, we'll use uh, the American flag or something like that." I mean, Nylon depends what the flag. material is. Yeah, I, I have yeah some technical material. I have a hierarchy of of preferred materials. No, my favorite is we're doing this. Um, which is, I don't think a tech fabric. Oh, Maybe geez. it is. I don't know. <laughs> you don't ever shock yourself when doing this. You don't ever build up like enough of a static charge to shock your your cock or something. No, no. Okay. I think that's more of an issue with wool. Yeah, I would not do this with wool. Uh, okay, let's move on. Do you have anything else you want to let's say about on. this uh, this genre of clip? People get I don't like it through their underwear. I don't like it. I, this is not something I ran across this on Reddit, and I thought this is not going to help me do what I need to do today and moved on, but I did save it because I thought. Did you run across this or did you Google it after our previous conversation? (laughs) Nope. No, I ran across it. Organically. Just coincidentally. Yes. Uh Indeed. Right. All right. It's true. Uh, It would be hard to search for this. I I wouldn't even have thought of it. I don't know what the search terms are either. Yeah. Yeah. It's unclear. Uh, Okay. Uh, So I have a number of topics from Reddit here. And just trying to pick which one. Let's do this one. This one, this one's less humorous than our typical topics. But uh, okay, this is uh, okay. This person says, "I need encouragement. Just got broken up with because of my lack of breasts. I'm flat chested. I don't mean small boobs. I mean like no boobs. Like double A cup is too big. Now in my daily life, I fucking love having a flat chest." I can go braless. I never have boob sweat. I can go running with no support. I can wear super low cut tops. I don't have to worry about them sagging when I get old. I can sleep on my stomach comfortably. I can dress androgynously. I will never have back pain from them. Bras never feel restricting. Those are all useful things. But when dating, I don't understand the super, I don't understand the super low cut tops thing. Well, why would you want to wear a super low cut top if you didn't have something to show off? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's sort of like she can. Well, I can too, but I would look like Freddie Mercury in uh, <laughs> in the Bohemian Rhapsody video. He wears this like kind of comical. He just he, he, he you know he's a weird looking guy to start with. I like Freddie Mercury a lot, and his hair is kind of cool. But the the shirt he's wearing is really stupid, weird looking. 
maybe that it's just low cut. Save. You know, maybe that ties into her liking to dress androgynously. Maybe okay. she likes. Well, yeah, but I mean, maybe so, she doesn't want to like have tan lines on her upper chest. I just think people generally don't want to wear low cut tops, and the reason women do it is to show off their cleavage. And so then it's like, well, she can do that, and you're like, what? But anyway, I, I just don't understand. Sure. Okay. okay. All right. Well, the other seven things still apply. So, all right. But when dating, it's something <laughs> I am so self-conscious about. And on top of that, I just got dumped because of it. Oh, no. He wasn't a jerk at all, but he can't help his preferences. Still, I feel like I just want to crawl in a hole and hide my body. I know guys often say small boobs are great, but then they're like, yeah, even A cups are beautiful. I'm like, ugh, because I literally have no boob, not even A cups. It also makes me feel like less of a woman. I feel like a literal child when I stand next to a woman with more with a more mo- womanly figure. I feel like I'm 10 years old playing dress up with a training bra on. Ugh, could really use some encouragement. So I wanted to bring this up because I think you're not a big boob guy. Is that correct? I think I'm a normal boob guy. I think I'm just normal, like in the sense that, no, I mean, like I've, I, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy them. And, and I think like up to a certain size, like larger is better in terms of like visually the only, okay. The only thing I would say that like limits that. So like just men, I think generally are attracted to this and like it grabs our eyes for me in particular, I'm a little bit more interested in like somebody who's like sort of athletic or like active and bec- like, I, yeah, because that, those two things don't go together as well. Right. So it's like, that's more likely to push you the other direction just because so it's basically there's something else you value more, but like, yeah, if it was possible to have like a woman where you could like push a button and they inflate and then they deflate so she can be more active, like I, that might be compelling. <laughs> yeah. Th- that would be really gross, but I'm just saying like intellectually, like I'm just imagining. Okay. So yeah. I mean, if you prefer women with low body fat, unless whatever little body fat they right. have just happens to pull in their breasts and nowhere else, it's, it's hard to find low body fat That's women. very but, unusual, possibly impossible because I think when you see that it's actually just implants in almost all cases, but sure. Yes. Yeah. I would say yeah, the vast majority of super skinny women with large breasts are, uh, enhanced somehow. Do you think right. like what could be said to this woman to make her feel better? I'm not sure there is anything like, I think it is true that men generally prefer larger breasts. Yeah, that's right. And so I mean, there's she, not like, I mean, yeah, yeah. People have to like, people have to just cope with the reality that like, they're not, yeah, I mean, whatever, like there are things that are about them that are not ideal, uh, from the perspective of like cultural or whatever, like our, and it, this one even isn't even cultural. This one is like biological. Our brains are like adapted to value this. And so like, yeah, I mean, they basically just have to yeah, deal with the fact that that's not ideal. There's, but there's, I mean, like, look, like what it's, it's analogous, you know what it's, it's exactly analogous to a guy who's like five foot six, like women do not like five foot six men. They just don't like, it's, it's not that they could never yeah. marry one or something. It's just that like, it's not, it's never going to be like, it's very seldom going to be like the preference. Of course you can't say never it's seldom. And so it's similar. Right. But I mean, that doesn't mean like all five foot six guys commit suicide. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a small cohort of women who actually prefer it. There's a slightly larger cohort of women who will tolerate it. And then, yeah, most women would really prefer a taller man. And yeah, I think it's the same with breast size. Like it sucks. It's strange. I don't actually understand exactly why we prefer it biologically. Certainly we we do. Okay. Well, first off, do women with larger breasts like produce milk better for offspring? Is there any correlation there? Okay. 
the claim is no, although that could be motivated reasoning because like sure. maybe but they okay, don't let's say it's approximately let's say it's approximately the same. So then is it that uh people who have larger breasts are typically more fertile or that they appear more fecund? Yeah, I think I mean I think that fat deposits up to a certain point make you more fertile and as a woman that's more compelling. And then also I think the two things are basically that and like there's some benefit to looking gendered. So it's like outside mm. of like the kind of, there is no gender kind of woke worldview, but like talking evolutionarily, like there's some like people just like birds, you know, like a, a, a male pe- peacock has, or whichever one of the peacocks has lots of colors and the other it's one has the lots less, you know, these kinds of things. Okay. Uh, the male has more colors. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so similarly, like there are these gendering characteristics. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, like something that looks different and distinctly female is going to be compelling, right? Just as like there are things that are distinctly male, like the uh, broad shoulders, like the sort of triangle thing on your back or what, you know, the sort of you know, kind of the way your hips and your shoulders work together as a man or yeah. attractive. So I think it's just that. And so, yeah, so you're basically becoming more androgynous. Um, but I mean, like, and by the way, like the thing about he broke up with me because of this, like, I'm a little skeptical of that. Like, I think this can be overcome very easily through like, uh, being really good at sex. Yeah. She doesn't have an age here, but it it is weird how she like defends him, even though he appears or apparently has broken up with her because she has small breasts. She's like, Oh, you know, he's a nice guy. You know, he can't help his preferences. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, there's gotta be more to that story than that. I think because it's like, the the more could just be that she's just average in a bunch of ways or like, but like, I think that like, it would be, I don't think it'd be that hard. I actually think that actually when I was thinking about the thing about a man being short, I actually think a, a man being short is much worse than this. Man being short is probably equivalent to a woman being pretty unattractive. It's harder sure. to overcome. Sure. Um, so Yeah. I think there are plenty of men who are ambivalent about breast size. I think most men prefer larger breasts generally, but it's not. The, yeah, there are, it's not a, a super important factor in evaluating attractiveness. I found that- I think, it, I think given no other data it is, but as soon as you introduce something like this person's, their personality, but also like just speaking purely physically, like, yeah, like their interest in and quality of sex with them is going to completely trump this in my view. Anyway, yeah, go on. I think that's right. I found as I get older, I care about breast size more. I used to not care at all. And it's still not like a majorly important factor to me, but I care more than I used to. I don't know how to quantify that, but I don't know what's going on there. Maybe I care about fertility more than I did when I was younger. I doubt it. It's probably, I get, I, I, yeah, I don't know. People, yeah, your preferences shift because you get bored, I think. I think that happens to everybody. Hmm. So, yeah, maybe I had a, series of anyway you're you're saying you care about them being larger now than smaller yeah interesting i would think it would be the i actually expected you to say the opposite because of some notion of like if you're dating an older woman that the larger becomes more of a liability Hmm. this is solved for you by simply only dating much younger women (laughs) right yeah if you don't date anyone over 35 it's not a problem um, okay. All right. I have another topic here. Uh, uh, this person asks how to proceed after he comes in my butt. I 24 year old female am now a person who we haven't done anal stuff for a while. So here we go. I 24 year old female am now a person who does anal sex with my partner, 22 year old male. 
One of the main reasons I started doing anal is because I wanted someone to come inside of me without getting pregnant. I don't take contraceptive pills and I don't intend to. There, the thing, there are other ahead. solutions to that. Okay, fine. She, she doesn't want, you know, I, yeah, don't intend to. Okay. So there's something weird going on there, but like, yeah, I mean, there are other, like, that's not, that's not, there are other ways to do that. There are other ways to skin that cat, but yeah. Like, so I'd be interested in yeah. a brief sidebar there, but let me finish reading this topic and then we can decide which we want to do first. Okay. So the thing is, after sure. it comes inside me, some semen inevitably, inevitably drips into my vulva. After that, I spend some hours leaking and can't control whether it gets in my vagina or not. It's always a lot of semen too. Anybody in the same situation? Which which method can I use to safely keep this practice? I especially want him to keep coming inside of me. Thanks. Okay. I have Mike. I have okay. to read this one comment. Can I read this one comment first? This yeah. is really good. Okay. Please. Use a condom, but not in the way you think. Instead, cover your vagina lengthwise with the condom and then tape it shut with skin tape so it forms a watertight seal. <laughs> this way, no sperm will get in during or after. I'm just imagining setting up this like dam with a condom and, and you know, like whatever that, that tape people use on their breasts to like hold their bra in place if they have a, you know, a low cut top. Uh, mean, it, that's obviously just someone kidding around. That would be like a pretty big turnoff to encounter that. Uh, <laughs> this like whole yeah, elaborate like, dam setup. Well, I think the, my, my, I think my initial assumption would be there was some sort of medical procedure that had been done. Like it would be frightening. You'd be like, right. uh, what's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you have a bandage um, over your, your, uh, veg? Yeah, it's bad. So I, I just want to clarify something here. So this person, this person believes that if he nuts inside of her vagina, she'll get pregnant. But if he mix it with some poop and then it runs down into the vagina, there's no chance she'll get pregnant from that. That's where we're at here. No, I think she's concerned. Okay. First off, this is written by a woman. I think she's concerned that the semen that drips out of her asshole into her vagina will get her pregnant. She's trying to figure out how to avoid pregnancy that way. Oh, because because my take on it was I thought that she was merely complaining about the mess when that happens and not noticing that there's also this issue with like that not actually achieving the contraceptive aim. Just, was she complaining about both, that she's both worried that there's a mess and that she's going to get pregnant, or was she just worried about the mess? I think she's worried about the pregnancy risk. She wants him to okay. come okay. in her, so the mess seems like a, okay. at least a tertiary concern. Got it. You know, your mouth can't get pregnant, but okay. So uh, <laughs> what was the sidebar you wanted to talk about? <laughs> well, I think a lot of women don't want to take birth control because it affects them emotionally and they don't, they want to have their like, you know, natural hormones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are like many, many different kind of strengths and kind of there are different levels of hormone and stuff that people take to sort of manage that. But sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. There's a, there's, that's, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to bait yeah, you like not into saying something thing. outrageous here, but yeah, it seems like you won't do it. You want me to say it doesn't matter or something? Well, I didn't know if you would. I thought there was a possibility. Oh, it, no, I think it does matter. Like, I mean, yeah, you definitely look the thing. The thing that's interesting about that is you encounter both. You encounter women. Oh, sorry. When I say both. <laughs> Uh, the complaint I, you yep. usually encounter is women saying it lowers their libido. However, you also encounter women saying it raises it. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. It's well, I mean, look, I, I think also some women actually prefer the smoothing out effect that some birth controls can have on their hormones. Some women don't want it at all. Some women want to, you know, want to have things be as natural as possible. But I think some women prefer, like, I think if you get certain IUDs, you know, you only get your period 
once every three months or some, some never get their period anymore. And I think some people prefer that. That's not IUD. That's, that's if you take the pill and you just don't like use the placebo pills and, and actually like, look, people can Google this. Our, our one female listener can Google this herself. Uh, <laughs> You you don't there's actually no medical reason to have periods. It's actually an inter- yeah, it's an interesting topic. And um I was talking to my wife about this because we have a daughter. And it's like, is how do you deal with that? Right. It's like because there is actually no evidence that you need to have a period. And so it's like, well, so should a you know, of course a person needs a kid needs to make their own decision ultimately, but it's like, is this information they should be aware of that like they can just choose to opt out of this? And my understanding is a lot of actually a lot of women do that. They just they just or maybe they have one period every six months or something like they can completely control when it happens. And it there, but the, apparently there's no, there's a lot of evidence for over a long period of time. People don't need to flutter inbox. Like they can look for themselves. Like I, I'm sure there's some contrary evidence. There usually is in science, but like, this is not, uh, that I'm not saying something controversial here. Uh, I'm also not a gynecologist. <laughs> but, <laughs> I want to say, yeah, but, I, uh, Mike, I've yeah. had, I've had multiple partners that have, greatly r- diminished or no periods at all and they on IUDs right. and also from uh oh, the, on sh- IUD. the shot yeah also from the shot so i think it just depends on the woman i think okay there are IUDs that have hormones and ones that don't maybe the ones that have yeah. hormones can knock out the periods. there are okay. there's the hormonal IUD and then the copper IUD yeah the copper one it doesn't make sense to me why in fact it it, it makes more sense to me it would make it worse or stronger I, anyway my you, understanding is around there, yeah i mean we don't know what we're talking about here but yeah my understanding is most women who get the copper iud actually get heavier periods i'm not sure if they get heavier hormones that was my understanding as well yeah okay well you would uh, there's no hormone in it but yeah that was that was my understanding okay so but okay fair there are women it's funny you encounter both you encounter women who on on reddit i don't encounter any women in my life but uh because of covid but um and my personality but on reddit <laughs> i encounter women who uh who have who you have this one side where it's like i don't want to use birth control for you know because it's uncomfortable it, it, it's medically difficult for me and you encounter women who are like i'm going to use the pill and a condom so like you see both sides of those but by the way i mean a condom is another way that he could nut sort of more or less inside her without significant risk of pregnancy um Anyway, but to the that's sort of a sidebar, I guess. We could talk about the uh, or I forget what was that the sidebar or was that the main thrust? No, that was the sidebar. So Can you speak. get pregnant from anal sex and the semen dripping out and into your vagina? Of course, of course. I don't. You can get pregnant from. You don't think so? You I think the butt, the butt, the stuff uh, neutralizes the semen, the sperm? I think the mechanics here are such that it's very unlikely. I think it would have to drip out and then like up and in. And I think- Is this motivator reasoning or is this something no, that you do? No, no, this is not. Well, first off, I mean, is it a thing that people uh, have anal sex exclusively to avoid like various Catholic issues and to, to avoid pregnancy generally? I think that's like a historical, I don't even know, that might be apocryphal, but it's like a historical thing. Yeah, you would hear, or, or uh, for example, in um, um, Muslim countries, I think I've, I've read that like there's certain things where that's like a religious, it avoids some sort of religious stricture. Great. But uh, I'm not sure that's actually true. It's like a thing I've heard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Keith, have you, have you actually, uh, I, I can't remember whether you have, I know you're not the mayor of Browntown, but what you visited, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, is a place have, you visited, or have you still I not? Have, I have not. I have not. Although, really, I think that may change in the near future. 
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, the I problem is. I think that as you get older, enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I think as you get older, it becomes less and less compelling. And so, I, I personally would actually not be interested anymore in that as I was at a much younger age. So. Can you elaborate on that? But yeah, I think it's yeah, I can. Um, it's yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's basically I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's you know, first of all, when you're like really young, you have like a lot of hormones. And so you just want to violate people, women. I wanted to violate women, not men. I wanted to violate women, you know, meaning not illegally, but I just wanted to like do things to them. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have access before. Get to a certain age, you have a girlfriend, you want to do various things. So I want to do like all the things, right? The other thing alongside that is, even though like I grew up in a household with women, I have a sister and so forth. Uh, I don't think like, yeah, there is this like trope of like girls don't poop. Right. So girls are good mm-hmm. at sort of avoiding that. And so like I don't think I connected it all together very well. As you get older, like the drive to do every possible violative thing goes down and the knowledge of female fecal bowel movements goes up. And at some point, like that crosses over and you're just like, Yeah, I just don't actually want to interact with your bowels. Do I don't want to interact with the bowels of another person. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to prepare in a way that like materially changes your aversion to that? So you read about uh, gay men in particular, but you can also read. So this comes up on the sex subreddit all the time. Like, oh, I want to try anal sex for the first time. What should I do? And then, you know, then there's like this parade of comments and they all seem to say like, well, you know, some people like literally fast for like 24 hours or you can, you know, get an enema or they can do various things with a shower attachment. I think I mentioned once I have a gay friend who has like a special shower, shower attachment for preparing himself. Uh, and so, yeah, there are various things you can do to r- reduce the exposure to fecal matter, as you say. Uh, does that make a difference for you? No, not. I mean, not really. I think. I think that. I think that the thing. The only things that would make a difference at this point would be. Um, would be like if something felt more like probably level of arousal. So it's probably a level of arousal I could be at where yes, like it, yes. it overcomes the disgust response. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like, uh, and this probably isn't great, but it would be something like if 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 it was like more violating. So it's like if the person's like, yeah, I totally. In fact, in some ways, what you're saying is negative. It's like, look, I totally prepared myself. I I went and hosed myself out. I'd be like, well. Yeah, I mean, like the only way this is because, like, it doesn't. It's not any better than the vagina, right? So it's like, in fact, it's not as good feeling wise, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, it would be the only thing that's compelling is then this kind of like, let's just say it was like sort of cosplaying, like that she kind of didn't want me to do it, or there's something right. I don't actually have. There's like, like a pain aspect, you know, violent or fantasies. Yeah, not maybe not pain, but maybe like, ooh, I didn't, I don't, I'm not sure, or like some kind of like going over the line reluctance you know of course you're just playing yeah something like that that i think could like amp it up and make it seem more compelling in the moment but uh yeah i mean in the, but but i yeah yeah it would it would take a fair amount in the situation where it's like a totally yeah the, the, the thing you said already kind of grossed me out as the wrong word but maybe totally uninterested when it's like oh i have a partner who totally wants to do this i'm like well then i right then i don't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a common theme with you. So this makes sense. Okay, wait, I did two more uh, thoughts on this. So the, the first is, um, uh, I think also, 
women or men can wear like butt plugs throughout the day to sort of loosen things up. And that's another way that people prepare. Uh, And then do you remember, I've tried to search for this online and I haven't found anything that like adequately explains why anal sex can feel better. Like some men like seem to really prefer it, even like with their girlfriends, like they're not gay, they just prefer it. So how does it feel do you remember? I mean, it's, it's been a while, sounds like. Do you remember how it feels differently? Or or do you just remember that it was different, but not quite as good? It's mostly psychological. So let's set that aside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We sort of gone through that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's assume that like it was some sort of glory hole situation where like you don't actually know which orifice you're penetrating and like you're mm-hmm. then doing like, a, you're, you, you know, you there's one of those little iPads posted next to it that has like a frowny face, a flat face and a smiley <laughs> face. And you have to like indicate yeah. for each uh, orifice, what it's like. And what I would say, and this is true, this is true, unfortunately for vaginas too. Like there's a level of, there's like a mid level of lubrication that gives more friction. And with anal, like you basically get to that level for a period of time where it's like, it depends on how much you lubricate. Of course, if you lubricate like crazy, that's not going to, which is the thing people say to do. So then mm-hmm. it's gonna, not going to be as good, but like, yeah, I mean like, so, but there can be, you can have some more texture or something the but like it quickly becomes less compelling because um you know i mean your butthole is designed to like i don't know what the biggest diameter poop yeah yeah you've you've ever had but i mean like it it can go yeah like you can easily take a butthole and make it so that like it is actually throwing a hot even if you have a pretty girthy cock like it is like a hot dog down a hallway right I mean, if you think your, your, your cock is not as big as the biggest poop you've ever shat, like it just isn't uh, around girth wise, right. probably not lengthwise either. So, <laughs> so then, so pretty quickly it'll, it'll loosen up, not quickly, maybe after five, 10 minutes. And then you're in this terrible situation where you basically have shit on your cock. She, she's letting you do this thing and, and then it actually can be hard to nut. Right. Yeah. Cause you're like, well, there's not that much sensation now. Now what do I right. do? Do I go shower? Right. I mean, you got a condom on, but the thing is you take the condom off, but you still, there's, there's still, Residue I guess they call it Santorum. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. You know, it gets yeah. down, you know, to the base of your shaft and stuff. I mean, yeah. So you have to, so then there's that race. You have to come pretty quickly, which is easy if you have the psychological dimension and the kind of more. So like, yeah, I mean, you know, my experience with it, I would come pretty quick. I do remember one. I remember being with a girlfriend where she was like, you need to finish soon. And then I tried to like do some sort of cosplay. Cosplay is the wrong word. I tried to do some sort of like thing where I'm like, role oh, play, no, fantasy take play. A long time. She's, and she, yeah, and she's basically like, no, you don't understand. You need to finish soon. It's because it's starting to hurt. And so that's the other thing. It's like, you, there's like this other dimension where it's like, and that's kind of like, you don't, so then it like breaks down the fantasy falls apart if, if yeah. you actually start hurting the person, unless you're into that, which I'm actually not. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, my expectation, my expectation has always been, yeah, maybe it's a little bit tighter initially. But once you're, once you're in, I mean, the nice thing about a vagina is that there's, there's pressure around your cock all the way in the whole length. And with a, with a, with an asshole, you know, there's the sphincter, but once you're in there, it seems like, you know, there's a bit of a (laughs) cavity, a cavern in there. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's the, the compellingness is almost purely psychological. Like it's, and I mean, there is, yeah. I mean, look like if you want to like kind of in all in play, but kind of degrade someone like it's a good way to do it. Uh, you know, you're having fun. They, they, maybe they're into that. They're submissive and so forth. Like 
it works very well for that. And so in that, like, I think if you have like kind of a dominant submissive relationship, like, like, yeah. I mean, oh, you've been a, common, a bad girl, we're going to do this instead of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In that, like in that context, it makes sense to me. Uh, but even then I think I would have trouble getting to that head space because I'm, I'm, I, you, you said, well, you, you, you said that my stuff is usually about being non-consensual. It's not that Keith, it's that I'm so perceptive that I can tell when mm. something's actually consensual. So yes. I, I'm too perceptive to fall for consensual non-consent. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. That too, was a, I care too much. That's right. That was a bad read on my part. I, I apologize. All right. Uh, <laughs> next topic. Uh, where are all the high libido guys? I keep finding myself with guys that are not as sexual as I'd hoped they'd be. There was even a period when I thought I was overly sexual, more than what's normal, because I felt like I'm basically begging sexual romantic partners for intimacy. But I don't think that's true. I'm really fine with having sex once a week. What I'm not fine with is once a month, with me being the initiator. It's literally all of my experience. Am I doing something wrong? Is it that when we reach that stage and they sense I'm very sexual, I stop being interesting because sex comes easy? I don't understand. It makes me feel unhappy and unattractive. If this isn't my problem and it's just them being themselves, how do I always get men with lower libido than mine? I feel like media and what's spoken about publicly is about men being so sexual and I'm struggling to wrap my head around the difference between this and my experience. Hmm. You have thoughts? I have a thought. I mean, well, jumping in. I have a, I have a few random thoughts here. So yeah, like obviously there are differences in libido. I think what often happens in relationships is there's a flywheel effect. So one person has a, maybe a slightly higher libido than the other. And that person starts always being the initiator. And then the other person starts getting annoyed by that. And so they're always sort of like pulling away. And then this like builds on itself, right? Like the initiator gets more and more desperate, which is less and less attractive to the person that was already slightly less into things in the first place. And so this can like get off the rails with a bad force feedback loop pretty quickly. Now, this is what's interesting for our listeners. We probably have discussed in this, this in the past, but not extensively. Is that Keith is when Keith, yeah, Keith is actually the low libido person in this scenario. So he has scenario. He has he actually this this uh, perhaps this um or typically typically that would be him uh, lower. Maybe I'll say that lower, not low. Uh, so like this speaks to you, right? I mean, you can imagine being this dude. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I don't really have myself fully self diagnosed here, but. Normally, my libido is extremely high for the first, you know, little while, and then I bore of partners more quickly than I think most people do. It's not that, yeah, I mean, I I masturbate a ton, even in my phases where I'm like not attracted to a long period partner. So I don't know if libido is the right word, but I mean, for the sake of this conversation, sure, yeah, like I've I've been in this situation where. I've been putting up defense mechanisms and trying to pull away from physical intimacy with a long-term partner. Have you ever, Keith? So I, my experience is much more like the normal experience of being, sorry, in quotes, big air quotes, the normal experience for a guy of being like somewhat higher. Uh, I've not been in this experience of like being massively higher. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think I had. I'd have to think about it, but not 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 for enough time for it to be like a major issue in my life. But like, yeah, I have the, the, the common male experience that the male is on the higher side. Um, and I think that like part of that is just hormones. Like guys don't have like the cycle of hormones that like sort of make it more and less interesting at different points in the month. But Keith, um, have you ever been the high libido partner in a relationship that lasted more than like a month? Um, yes, twice. And both times it was cause I think it was because the person was <laughs> generally sort of irritated by me and 
yeah, that drove me crazy. Like it made me much more. Yeah, it, it sort of extended the runway on my on my normal high amount of sexual desire. Yeah, so I mean that's that's the thing I wonder is that like if so I mean my reaction to this poster was going to be yeah that probably okay there's the easy there's the easy answer which is like look you're you're unattractive in some way sure sure and so sure. guys just like the guys are ultimately looking for like something like a one night stand with you and I think that like for a woman when you fall below some level of attractiveness and it can just be something you can't fix it can be weight it can be age it can be a variety of things like yeah I mean like guys are just going to lie to you basically and so you have this kind of bummer experience again and again but let's set that aside because it's not as interesting um there definitely could be something that she's doing that causes her to appeal to or find appealing men that have this trait and I'm not sure exactly what that would be um uh, but similarly I have a couple similarly for you like it's yeah I was going to say similarly for for you it's it's somewhat likely that you uh yeah basically you create that flywheel like in other words like you don't uh yeah, like one because the thing is, it's not. It's it, my theory on this would be that it's not that you. In some cases, you start off with a vastly different libidos, but in, in most cases, it's not that. It's that you start off with a small difference, but it gets. It's the thing you said, Keith. Like it gets like compounded by the chasing and the pulling away thing, and then after some number of months or weeks or whatever, like it's really far apart. Anyway, yeah, I'm curious what you think in terms of the partner selection criteria, though. Yeah, well. I don't know if it's her like partner selection, but she could be doing something that is making this happen sooner than it typically would or more often than it typically would. Like she could be like just being in front of him. No, she's <laughs> she's so available. Oh, that would do it. That would do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Esther Perel talks about keeping the bathroom door closed. Uh, the uh, yeah, but she could be like, I think I don't know if this is true, but I know for me, it's nice to be forced to pursue a little bit. And if, if somebody is just so obviously always available to me, it's, it can be a bit, I don't, I don't know if it's a turn off, but it, it certainly doesn't trigger my pursuit reflex or my pursuit instinct. Do you think that's a consequence of, uh, is that, is this a consequence of you just being so awesome or physically attractive or how you pick people or something else? I don't know. Yeah. It's probably cause I'm just so attractive. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, Probably. I think it's it's. Uh, I mean, doesn't this make no, sense? No, it could like, be because it could be there. A scenario where women like, are afraid you'll. Oh, you think they're throwing themselves at me because they think that's what I want, and they that's like a. It's not that. It's that. Like I think that. So my, you know, my thesis of how this works. I, I believe. I, I basically believe. I agree. Like eighty percent with the incel, sadly inter- involuntary celibate view of the world. Uh-huh. Involuntary, yeah. Uh, in the sense that I believe they're basically normal guys and then they're chads. And I think Keith is sort of a low chad. You're not like top shelf chad. You're sort of like a low to mid shelf chad, but it's still, you're still Thanks, a Mike. chad or a Thanks. Keith. You're welcome. I'm not a chad. So it's, I'm, it's, I'm looking up at you. I'm th- not throwing stones down on you. Um, but, but the, uh, so yeah, basically like when a girl is dating a guy that she knows is in at that level. And I think they know. I think they know when a guy's in the sort of top 5% physical attractiveness, they're, they're afraid the whole time that the guy's just going to bail because they know, they know what the deal is. They know if that guy goes to a bar, they're like one, two, three other women are going to throw themselves at him. Whereas if they're dating a guy that's more normal attractiveness, they don't, it does not trigger that fear. Hmm. That would be my thought. I have not considered that in the past. It could be that- Really? Well- Okay, so your hypothesis is that for 
some men, women behave more promiscuously, not promiscuous, is that the right word? That more, more openly, they're more, they're more available for sex than they otherwise might yeah. be because they're, yeah, it's, it's an interesting. Yeah. Plot. I think if you gained, I think if you gained 50 pounds, your relationships with women would be vastly different in this area. I think hmm. like they would treat you very differently because they would have much less concern that you, yeah, because it's just there. There's that you're above that threshold where like shit. Like if I leave, if I leave him for like a week, he's gonna find some other girl easily. And yeah, that concern's always present. I think in people's minds. But by the way, I think for a man, look, every guy knows that almost every woman, like with large percentage of women, basically amount to chads in that in that context that they can easily find another partner almost immediately. Maybe half of women can, maybe more, um, and. Uh, yeah, but the flip side is that these are bi uh, arguably biological differences, I would argue. Women have less desire to do that. Women don't want to sleep around typically as much. And so then that that makes us able to live with ourselves. But women know that men are inclined to, right? Although, Keith, you are a very, you have a high level fidelity to women, right? You don't yeah, do that. I do. I don't like. Your bad luck. It, but it's, it's, not, it's not that I can, it's not that I feel like I couldn't. It's that I don't. Yeah, I've, I've never tried, but like I think even like considering cheating or doing something behind my partner's back feels. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just a moral construct. I don't know why I feel this way, but yeah, deceiving my yeah, partner. Yeah, and I, feels I have. Right, and I feel deceived. Not deceived. I feel dis disappointed in you because I feel like you ought to deceive them. It bothers me. Right. That someone who has the ability to do that doesn't. It's, it's like what's wrong wasted with you. opportunity. Yeah. Letting us down. Yeah. Exactly. It's pretty irritating. You don't Whatever. think there's something a woman could do to like make herself too available in a way that would be a turn off consistently. So I have a friend who uh, is in this situation actually right now with a woman he's dating. I want to keep him nameless. Uh, so that we don't have, so that this, if the woman listens, there won't be an issue. But, uh, and he's actually described this exact concern of like maybe, uh, too, too much availability that she's, she's very, has a high libido and like, yeah, I mean, there's a point where the guy's like, no, he, he says he likes it. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, I mean, like it just, I don't know, like you want some mystery or something. There's like guys do want to sort of conquer territory. And if you just totally are like, look, you know, just. Just send me a text and I'll be on my knees, you know, five minutes later, if I can, uh, in front of you. Yeah. Uh, blowing you. Like that. Yeah. At some point, you're like, uh, okay. But, you know, uh, so yeah, you have a tenant. Maybe a guy's men mentally will think, okay, well, I'll put that in my pocket and then I'll find another girl. Right. Also. <laughs> right, well, yeah. Cause they don't need to allocate, they don't need to allocate any resources into securing sex in that arena. It's, yeah. It's like you found the cheat code for a game or something. Right. It's like, huh. I, I think I the natural the state anymore. of affairs to like for best sustainability is for the the guy to want sex more than the woman. I, th I think it's yes, it's it's a hard mode yes. to have that reversed. Yes, which is why you should scarify your face and then switch to the maybe actually they probably make you more attractive. Maybe the weight gain <laughs> would be your preferred. Okay, situation. I mean I already eat a lot of pancakes. I'll see if I can step it up. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Let me see. I think we have time for maybe one or two more topics. Okay. This person says yeah. one change improved my writing technique by tenfold. 
Last night I was over mm. at my boyfriend's place. We had sex, of course. <laughs> he lasts very long, 45 minutes or so. We usually do cowgirl because I love that position and so does he. He made one, I made one very small change. Instead of being on my knees, I sort of squatted and was on my feet. Yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. You under, yeah. That, that both those visuals make total sense to me. I'm, yeah. I also tried more things out. And when I leaned back a little and then rode, wow, this made a world of difference. And he finished in less than 10 minutes. It felt fantastic for me too. And it brought me to orgasm slightly faster than him. So setting aside this like 45 minutes nonsense. Um, Wait, why is that nonsense? I just, I mean, this, she implies that they're having sex every day. And maybe they're just having sex once oh, a day. Right, 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 right. But like 45 minutes, come on. Like, yeah. I, no, that's not right. I she's she's, she's conflating every once in a while, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, but the, the 45 minute, I mean, the long term thing, I mean, this is a message to our female listener again. If the guy is consistently lasting that long, it's because he's beating off a lot, a lot. <laughs> he uses a lot of porn. That's what that means. It's, it's male death grip. Like, like if, yeah, I mean, like, he, <laughs> that's it's fine it's fine but that's what that means it means that he's probably actually having trouble coming with you because he's his penis is tired um so yeah anyway. i, I okay. feel like i mean 45 minutes like it's just my abs and my well, hips would be sore yeah i guess no, no, they're not thrusting for 45 minutes straight they're fondling each other i mean like look like just bringing a a woman to an actual orgasm typically takes like 20 minutes or something. So there's yeah, 20. Fair enough. You know, so I don't think, I don't find that that surprising. Yes. If he was thrusting for 45 minutes, I think the woman, yeah, I, I get an image in my head of the woman, like reading the newspaper. <laughs> like you done back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. All right. So I, I brought this up because, okay. So there's the standard, uh, yeah, where they're sort of squatting over you, right? So their knees are next to your hips or whatever. Right. And then there's, uh, yeah, she proposes this, this new revolutionary technique where she's on her feet. Uh, and yeah, when she's on her feet, she can control the motion a bit more. The thing I don't like about when the woman is on her feet is she does control the motion more. And if she's moving like sort of vigorously, there's some risk of my cock getting, you know, stomped on in a way that is not great. And so that yeah, the position reverse cowgirl risk. Sure. Yeah. It feels good, but you know, you don't want to fly too close to the sun. That's actually not what I worry about. I worry about her, uh, winding up with knees like those of like Johnny bench or one of the famous catchers <laughs> of baseball. I worry about, uh, yeah, I mean they do. I know that catchers have these sort of springy things they can wear on their knees to make it easy to kind of pop up after the catch a pitch. They do. So they I, wear these I, pads. Maybe, on their calves to like lower the strain on their legs. Yeah, this is a good idea. Should I, should I yeah. buy a pair of those? No, I think so. I mean, the, it's just I'll a say this, for the guys listening, for the guys listening, like try just, you know, you don't like just get a pillow, put it on the ground. You can do it now if you want. Put a pillow on the ground uh, and squat over it. Make it the pillow thick enough that's sort of the thickness of a torso and squat over it and try doing this going up and down about six inches for me, you know, seven for Keith, maybe less up and down again <laughs> oh and again God. and see how many times you can do that without. And I don't think like, so, so there's, to me, there's like a little humble brag here. It's like, Oh, I found this thing that like I can do like, look, most women 
you would need a harness or the Johnny Bench knee things, and that wouldn't even necessarily fix this. This is very difficult to do for longer than, say, 30 seconds. Uh, it is very, it does feel good for the guy. Um, it tightens things up. It does, yeah. It's so hard physically. It, the muscles have to work. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's the problem here, right? And and I mean, and, and like anything, for, yeah, I hear your point about like the risk of the broken penis syndrome. Like anything, it will desensitize. Like it's not, if you, if a woman was able to do it for five minutes, I don't know if it would still feel as good. I've never encountered that because women typically can't do this. I mean, what, what's the longest you've ever had a woman do this, Keith? Yeah. I mean, it's not physically comfortable for more than a minute or so. Because right. it's very hard. I mean, get, people should try it themselves. Just That's, a good, recommendation. That's a good recommendation to try it. It's, uh, it's yeah. surely hard. Part, part of what's hard is that you, is that like, you think that, and I was joking about the distance, but say six inches up and down, you think like uh, whatever you might think, like it's actually like in, if you do like a class at a fitness club or something, like a common thing they'll have you do that's really hard is to like do a squat and then go up and down small amounts, mm-hmm. which you always think about it. You're like, when they have you do that, you're like, oh, is this for women to practice fucking? God, I've never thought about that before. So I'm like, maybe I'm in the gym practicing fucking as a woman. But anyway, like it's hard. It's much harder to do that than to go all the way up and down in my opinion, because you're like, you're exercising the same little group of muscles again and again. It's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's mitigated a bit. They could put their hands on your chest or on the, on to the side a little bit. Probably your chest would be best. Yeah. Um, or if they're facing the other way. Or you could can, hold them up a little. Yeah. But those are just mitigating factors. The general thing of like- Have pivoting, you ever had- Pivoting is, is hard. I was just going to ask you if you've ever had your cock crushed or broken or any sort of damage from this right. or the reverse position. Mildly, or is but it just never, a fear? never to a point where it was like, oh my God, we have to stop having sex now and I need to like evaluate my systems, you know, a little bit, but never- Huh. It's, it's never been smashed, but that is always a concern. I don't think I have like nightmares about it, but I've, I've, I've envisioned it before. Yeah. It makes, it makes the, it makes the activity much less compelling. Like, yeah, if I watch a reverse cowgirl porn, I think to myself, yeah, we've talked about this before. Like yes, to all, a lot of times they have to like kind of hold the base of their cock to make sure it doesn't like pinch or like kind of cut in half weirdly like a bend. Yeah. It's not, not great. Um, okay. I have one last so, uh, thing. Are are you aware of the word syntribation? S-Y-N-T-R-I-B-A-T-I-O-N. Is that like a neologism? Is that like cisgender and, and, uh, some, you know, I'm not is this, sure. Like, is this a real thing or is this, when was if, this word invented? No, I'm you, not aware of it. If you I'm Google skeptical. it. So, so it came up in a thread I'm about to read. Uh, if you Google it, there's no Merriam-Webster or you know OED definition, but there is a yes, subreddit for it. Word. And uh, at fuckblogging.com/slash/centrebration, there is also, I think that's the Urban Dictionary of uh, of sex terms. Although I guess Urban Dictionary is the Urban Dictionary. Can of you sex spell terms. it again for our for our listeners? Yes, because so, I'm at, trying to put it in Reddit and I didn't get it. S y n t r i bation b a t i o n I did that. There's no subreddit for Sinterbation. Maybe I'll just search. Sintrabation. Oh, R-A. Sintra. It's not like no, masturbation. No, Sintrabation. No, Sintra. S-Y-N-T-R-I-B-A-T-I-O-N. Sorry. Sorry for being stupid. Got it. Oh, okay. Uh, Reminds me of when I first read the word masturbation when I was like in fifth grade or something, and I thought it was masturbation. Mm. People were like, what are you talking about? It's embarrassing. Anyway, okay. What is this about? 
okay. Centrobation is oh, this is between the legs. Th- yes, yeah, this, this is okay. All right, okay. So here's here's the post. I can come by crossing my so legs. So I know, and hang squeezing. on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I oh oh, it's squeezing because I thought I I know there's this thing where you put your cock between a woman's legs mm-hmm. and it just rubs back and forth, and I know that is intra or intercrural, crural, and I think crus is the Latin word for leg. Is that right? That doesn't sound right because a crucify. Anyway. So, but this is something different. This is like when people just like squeeze their thigh muscles together. Yes, apparently. This so this this okay. twenty five year old uh, lady says, "Just realized the other day that I can f- orgasm by just squeezing my legs together." Has anyone heard of this before? Am I just a freak of nature? And the top response is, "It's called centrobation. A lot of people learn to orgasm that way. Some people actually have trouble orgasming with partners because their bodies have become so used to centrobation." I had not heard of this before. And, um, oh, I had, yeah, I didn't know the word. I'm yeah. a little suspicious. So, so the, 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 we watched a lesbian porn some months back, which had what was called trib tribbing, which is two lesbian women rubbing their vages together, sort of scissoring, scissoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scissoring is going to be the normal word for that. And this is just like scissoring for one sort of, it's like, you're just scissoring your own legs together kind of. Is it? I mean, the, the thing with scissoring, the thing with scissoring is, or sorry, tribidism or tribbing is you can, uh, you get pressure on your clit in a way that I don't think you can exactly when you cross your legs, but it must be from you can. when you cross your legs, if you cross them really tightly, you can sort of rub back and forth on your clit or something. I mean, for starters, you know that you can crush your balls with your legs. You know that because sometimes you have to adjust them. And I yeah, think if you like, but they're you lower down than your cock, clit, aren't they? Maybe not. I'm, I'm thinking here. No, remember, remember the remember I the know, Reddit. I know, thing I know, this, I know. Is that it's lower than you think. Yes, it's yes, always yes. lower than you think. Yes, right. Okay, it's it faces downward when they stand up. Basically. Okay, you're right. I think yeah. balls are at, my scrotum is actually around the same level as a clit. Right. So you would be able to sort of capture that. No, it makes sense. I, I watched mm-hmm. a brief. Uh, gif on that subreddit it's um actually not very compelling to watch because it's like literally nothing's happening and she's wearing underwear it's it's just the sharon stone scene and uh no no well i mean it was just some what's that movie more recent barely uh fatal attraction probably fatal attraction that's the movie not fatal no no that's that's wrong it's not fatal attraction maybe indecent proposal Uh, no doesn't matter (laughs) it doesn't matter everyone knows the scene uh Basic instinct. Okay. Basic instinct. That's the, the one. Correct That's answer. the one. Yes. Okay. Is it yes. the first link on, on centrobation? How do I see this? Yeah, I clicked that. Uh, I've got another one. It's um the second page. Wow. She's mm-hmm. doing some sort of yoga pose. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, this, what this is, is this is some, some uh, analog of death grip where it's like you come up with this way of doing it that works and then you don't want to go back through the learning curve or it's hard for you to go back through the learning curve of learning a different way. And the downside of course to doing it this way is that like it limits your range of motion in terms of like how many different sensations you can get. I mean, your hand is much more or a guy's tongue or whatever is much more flexible and capable than just your thighs pressing together. And so it's, yeah, I mean, I mean, but to each their own. And also it's like hard, it's impossible for a partner to simulate this. Right. Uh, a very common complaint with women is that they learned how to do it with uh, a pillow. They hump a pillow and then like they can't come with a partner because 
to, to, to have an orgasm, they have to lie on their stomach and do this really specific thing. And the guy, I guess he could penetrate them from behind maybe, although even that might make it hard for them to get the stimulation they need. Probably mm-hmm. would actually. So, so that's okay. the downside is it's like, you know, you would, you yeah. would advise against like you, training yourself to enjoy centrivation. Yeah. It would be like as a guy, if you, let's say you could only come with a pair of your gym shorts, gently used, <laughs> stroked between your legs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I, I don't know, maybe that was a problem for you like early on in your romantic life. I don't think I've ever really struggled to reach orgasm. Hmm. It's not to say that I reach orgasm too quickly. I, I would say I'm in that, that, that Goldilocks zone. Of, less uh, than 45, more than five. <laughs> <laughs> no, less than, less than, well, whatever. Yeah, there's, there, there's some reasonable place to be where you, you come in a reasonable amount of time. I, I feel like I have reasonable orgasm control. Maybe I, maybe it was worse when I was younger, but it certainly wasn't that it took too long. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. All right. I think we've litigated enough sex topics today. You have anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Thanks to everybody who made it this far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God help you. So that'll do it for episode 39 of Your Mileage May Vary. As a reminder, you can contact us at ymmvpod at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope to have you back for our next episode.